This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, What are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. Welcome to another episode of At The Bar. My name's Jane Gretch and I love that you're here with me. Today, I'm really excited to be chatting with Melanie Gard, Principal of Peninsula School of Dance in Mornington, Victoria. For those of you who've listened before, you'd know that Melanie was a regular contributor to the podcast and I'm so pleased to have her back this season where we riff, laugh and snort together and I can promise you that this upcoming episode is no different. This episode is brought to you by my November workshop, Reimagine Your Vision. On November 16th, I'll be teaching the process I use to review my vision for my businesses, which sometimes results in a reimagining of the future. If you're tired, burnt out, feel like you've lost your way a little, this 90-minute workshop will help you get back on track. And if you can't join me live, the session will be recorded for you to do in your own time. You can find the booking links inside my free Facebook group. Just search The Collective for Dance Studio Owners and answer the member questions to join. And once inside, you'll find all the details and be able to register. Now, let's get on to our chat. Welcome back, Miss Melanie Gard. It has been a long time since we had a podcast chat together and I'm very excited, potentially too excited. How are you, my friend? Oh, way excited, Miss Jane. This is, we're gradually coming out of lockdown here in Melbourne and talking to you today. I've been out of my house. This is just way exciting. So I apologise in advance if I'm not completely coherent. (laughs) If, If we cannot stop you talking. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Yes. So you're you're in Mornington Peninsula, Victoria. I'm in Adelaide, South Australia. So our experiences are a little bit different of this um, shitstorm that has been COVID. Mm-hmm. I can say that because it's my podcast, so I'm going to yeah. use all the words and um, producer Stacey can deal with that um, because it has been like you've got the the title of the the world's most locked down city. So lucky you. I asked. I mean, do we get a trophy or something? Oh, get I something. Like something. Yeah. A I, I like a trophy. <laughs> a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. Well, um, so, I know, but oh, you yeah. go. No, I was just saying like we were chatting before and, you know, uh, you mentioned that, 
like prior to all of this and we were recording quite regularly and we were talking about all the things, you know, when life was air quotes normal and we were just talking about normal dance studio stuff as well as, Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing the work on ourselves. And you just mentioned that like you've really had to dig into your toolbox of all those tools, um, I guess. Do you want to talk me through that a bit? Yeah, definitely. Like I I think it's, it really for all of us, I mean, whatever, I want to say straight up, yes, we're in the most locked down city in the world, but it doesn't discount everybody else's experience of this because I think. Oh, I thought it was a competition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right, because I'm getting the trophy, right? <laughs> no, go on, because what you're saying is really important. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I think everybody's experience has been difficult at different mm. points. And, you know, I know talking to people in well, your state and uh, Western Australia, you know, feeling really disconnected from the rest of the country and missing family and friends and all yeah. those things. So I think, I think I want to acknowledge that, that yes, I'm in Melbourne, it's the worst <laughs> place to be, la, la, la. But everybody's had a really tough time in the last 12 months. And I think what I was reflecting on and, and chatting to you before this, Jane, was that digging deep into all that work that you know, both you and I have been doing in different ways over the last few years has really, really put me in a good position to deal with what was thrown up because none of us planned for it, right? No. It was something that none of us could have predicted um, even at the beginning uh, of last year or even at the start of this year, we all thought we were home and hosed and we're going to have a great year and it, it didn't turn out to be. So having to dig on all of those um, tools, those strategies, the way that, you know, we've dealt with challenges in the past, I feel like did put me in a good place to deal with the last two years. And I also wanted to say too, I think that our industry has been absolutely incredible in its resilience. And I think that's a testament to our dance training you know, those lessons that we learn at the ballet bar when we're yeah. kids about needing to dig deep, to to stick at it, to do your plies every day, to show up every day, even when you don't feel like it, um, has really put our industry in a good position on that front. I mean, I you know, I've got friends that run other types of businesses and they haven't been able to do what we've done. So yeah, I think that's something that we can all feel really proud of as an industry. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think um, there is the very obvious uh, challenges of COVID. So the obvious challenges being, you know, businesses being locked down during, Mm. you know, you know, not opening during lockdowns and the financial challenges that that puts on. But for me, um, I found like there are a whole lot more private kind of challenges as well. You know, it has brought about things in the human race that I just, I wanted to be naive about. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm a very much an optimi- optimistic person and I like to see the best in everyone. And I, I do get genuinely surprised when people um, can be mean or perhaps not as nice yeah. as I thought they were. And, you know, that just the massive stress that people have been under, it has not brought out always the best yes it has you know there are always silver linings but there's also been you know lots of fractured relationships because of this and I think for me that's been the trickiest part um you know if we 
rewind all the way back to kind of um, April of 2020 when JobKeeper was coming out. Like, you know, I know we don't actually even want to go back there and think about it, but there was all that underlying stuff that Mm. was also a lot. And, yeah, I'm with you. I'm very glad that I've been doing the work. My, My girlfriend and I are constantly laughing about doing the work and we can see that, um when people haven't been you know and not in a judgy way not in a judgy way like oh they're not doing the work um (laughs) but it's just it's just a lot being a human right now and so the the more tools you can get the better and one one thing that I loved and I know you you were like oh I felt like I've overshared it but on your insta you were taking yourself off on epic lockdown walks and taking in the beautiful scenery of where you live. And um, and mm. I was loving it. I loved your beach photos. Can you, I guess, talk me through how important that time was for you? Yeah, absolutely. I started, I mean, I'd always enjoyed walking in the beach and I think that the love of the beach is something that you and I have always shared. But what I started to do, and this was right back in that first lockdown was I started to take myself outside every day. I felt, you know, the the walls of the house closing in on me and decided that the only thing I could do about that was to get outside and, and you know, I'd put my little AirPods in and go for a walk and um, randomly ran into a friend that I've known for years um, who lives just around the corner from me and we, we sort of thought, oh, well, okay, well, let's meet up in the morning. And two years later, we <laughs> have walked... <laughs> literally thousands of kilometres together, um, ended up doing a 35-kilometre walk um, earlier in the year as a little bit of a challenge to ourselves. But for both of us, um, it was a time in the morning we would go early in the morning. So getting out of the house, getting up, knowing that you're meeting someone else was almost forcing you out of bed when you perhaps might not have wanted to exactly. And then just talk, I mean, sometimes, I mean, our kids laugh. They say, what on earth do you talk about? Like, <laughs> how oh, have you got anything left to talk about? And we're like, oh, we've only started. Come on. Plenty kids. of content. Yeah, plenty yeah, of content. Plenty of content. Um, yeah, so sometimes it's my mundane as what I'm going to cook for dinner or how am I going to deal <laughs> with, <laughs> you know, the dog who's annoying me or, you know, whatever it is. So, that was that has been absolutely my uh you know the one thing that I will not give up now is that yeah. walk and yeah. um that time and yeah the walks got longer and more complex and <laughs> in all sorts of places but yeah it's it definitely and I think that in amongst any challenge if you can find that thing that gives you some level of peace because I, like you, Jane, I'm, you know, I have a very positive view of the world and then seeing all of this negativity and the blame and the mm. anger and people wanting to latch onto something and and place their anger and anxiety towards a person, I, I've, I've found very, very difficult. Mm. Um, but getting away from that and being outside in nature is, I mean, you know, it's been the thing that's got me through really so yeah yeah that's definitely the way that I've navigated the last two years and I encourage anyone to try it you know whatever it is yeah whatever Mm. 
a swim, anything that's um, where you can't do anything else. I think that's the thing. Like sometimes we try and do, I know when I'm at home, I'm trying to vacuum while I'm listening to the news or listening to a podcast or yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, holding definitely. the Like you're always trying to fill up our time, aren't we, with all these things. Yeah. Um, sometimes just having that peaceful time is just so important. And I think um, just kind of hanging off the end of that, you know, we're always trying to fill up our time and, gosh, we could go in so many places about why why we do that, but let's save that for another day um, mm. and, and really kind of hone in on the importance of allowing ourselves not to, as leaders, it's not a nice to have, a, you know, this time out, but it's essential. And just yesterday, um, Oh, I got schooled. <laughs> I got schooled by my husband, which I hate to admit, and even worse, I hate to admit it in public. But here we go. It's on the record. It's being recorded. Okay. So we're listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll send him the link. Um, so you know, Brian works uh, with me in in our in our company, and we're busy parents. We're always busy, you know, and it can be just kind of like we're always doing things for the business or doing things for the kids. And we've been renovating our house for 18 years, right? It's just this constant, like we've we've done the kitchen twice type thing, you know, like we're just, it's a constant circle. That's kind yeah. of his home ownership. It's, you know, doing different things. And so I said to him, oh, look, you know, when we did the kitchen, we haven't kind of repainted some architraves and things. Should we, should we do that on Wednesday, you know, and just kind of hang together? Um, do you have anything on? And he was like, or, you know, do you, how, how busy are you? And he's like, well, of course I've got stuff on, um, but all of it can wait. And I was like, whoa, um, are you sure? Because that's not me at all. I was like, um, I, I don't okay. know whether it can. And I was like, he's like, well, it'll all be there Thursday, won't it? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, long story short, we took the day to do these kind of jobs and stuff and it was good. And I really mm. needed it, actually. And I was sitting on the floor painting arcs because that's what I get to do. <laughs> I'm the painter. <laughs> and there was something almost um, like meditative about it, you know, like just and I had so many times where I wanted to get up and write, oh, write that down and, oh, yeah, I've got to do that. And I resisted the urge. But by the end of the day, there were a few things that I had changed my mind on or had I'd seen clearer, you know, like there were a few things that I had at the start of the day that I was like, must must ask so-and-so why they made that decision because it doesn't make sense to me. I just don't understand, you know, and a mm -hmm. little bit judgy, a little bit aggressive, a little bit kind of like I'm the best, I know everything. And at the end of the day, I was like, oh, no, I see yeah. it. I actually see their point of view now. And I didn't have to have the conversation. Thank God, how embarrassing if I had. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and I, that's what got me thinking about talking about this, like your walks. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend painting architraves as your escape, your mental health escape. But, hey. <laughs> if, whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, and quite often, I mean, I go to the gym and um, I'm a bit embarrassed to say that because really, uh, I don't work out my body, but I do move it. I'm moving it. It might look to others like I'm working out, but I'm really not. I'm pathetic. But I'm working out my my mind. It's completely a mind. Yeah, that's that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. It's working out your mind. And yeah. 
giving your mind some space. So like, I think we just try and fill up so much of our time now, don't we? Like, it's like, I've got to be productive. I've got to tick this off my list. And really not to discount the important work that we do as educators and studio owners and all those things, but it's not, no one's hanging off anything. It's not life and death. Do you know what I mean? It's things can wait. And sometimes we kind of catastrophize (laughs) email out like you know but really on the other end of the email no one's opening it for the next three days because they've got so much stuff going on so yeah I think it's really important I just I just start every email now with thanks for your patience you know like (laughs) (laughs) you know how like you have an email footer (laughs) yeah you have an email footer kind of regards Jane yeah I have an email header Sorry, it's taken a little, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're right. We're not brain surgeons um, and even they have a day off. Oh, actually, funny story about that. I was listening to a a podcast with a brain surgeon. Oh, there you go. Yes, and best ever. Um, I was lying on the floor pretending to do my stretches. Wasn't. I was just lying on the floor. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Um, Listening. And they said, the interviewer was like, now, kind of a little bit, um, like they were, they knew what the answer was going to be. So do you have work-life balance? You know, like, <laughs> you're a brain surgeon. And without missing a beat, this is the head of brain surgery. What's the word? <laughs> Something. Brain. No. Neuro. Neuro. Neurosurgery. Yes. Neuro- Science or something. (laughs) We're not brain surgeons because we don't know what it's called. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to go with neuroscience. Okay, we'll go with that. So the head of neuroscience at Melbourne. Neurologist. (laughs) Did you Google that? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right, I'm going to get this out. Neurology. The head of neurology in Melbourne. Um, hospital she without missing a beat she was like yeah absolutely I have work-life balance and the interviewer was like oh (laughs) she's like yep work is only one part of my job it's really important obviously it's it's life-saving life-changing work but unless I um she goes I really like cooking I like drinking wine I like learning about wine I love reading like she had a huge list of things and I was like oh there goes my brain like yeah brain surgeon joke (laughs) (laughs) well but that just proves a point doesn't it that how important it is yes so let's all get on to that yeah, Let's get on that train. That's what the brain brain surgeons do sounds fun. That's right. Be like wine, wine tasting. I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> you, I've look. I'm I'm not going to lie. I've moved past wine a little bit thanks to the pandemic. I decided to go yeah. spirits, and I'm very much a gin girl now. That was girl. yeah, G I N, not G Y M. I'm not very much a gym girl, but those two can be confused sometimes. Mm, fair enough. Um, but yes, anyway, cool. All right, so just I, I think we've we've probably made our point on that. Was there a point? I'm not sure. <laughs> so 
Um, I am trying to look at 2022 because I'm a little bit bored with 2021. Mm. Um, yeah, are you? Definitely not the year we were hoping for, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> we should have known when they broke into um, Congress. You know, in uh, it was not a good start, was it? Six of it January or something. Start. Yeah, we should have known. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm all done with 2021, and I mm. have started doing my timetable for 2022. So that's been fun. Do you have you have you even? Oh, oh, I normally have by now, but I'm going to confess, I am just putting one foot in front of the other yeah. over the next couple of weeks. And I've Good. I've taken like normally because I've seen a couple of um, you know conversations about timetabling and you're like go away. I did, I did the classic put pressure on myself to go. Oh my god, I normally have my timetable done by now, yeah, and then no, I, I that's the word. I just, yeah, and I just thought, no, you know what? I think at the moment we're just navigating some yep. really complex stuff here. Yeah. And I'm just going to one foot in front of the other for the next couple of weeks. But I will get it out by early December, I think. I you think know that's going to be a better just, time. Yeah, for you, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, because when you mm. said we're just navigating some really heavy stuff, like you're you're navigating the return to classes, um yeah. navig- navigating the return to school and Here's sometimes what we forget is that if if that's our experience, then that's others as well. And so do you reckon your parents would be at all interested in your 2022 timetable right now? I reckon they would tell you to shove it. <laughs> shove it. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally, and that's exactly was my point of reflection. If I'm feeling like this, I can't see much past yeah. The next couple of weeks, I think most people are going to appreciate the effort we're putting in right now. Yeah, and we will step through what next year is going to look look like in a couple of weeks' time. Where because there's a lot of unknowns at the moment. So yeah. yeah, that's definitely working for me. But tell tell us about what what where you're at, Jane, with planning um, for next. year. Yeah, so we are we are on schedule. Don't shoot me. We are on schedule um, yeah. to release as normal whatever normal is. I haven't been normal yeah. for a while, but yeah, to release on schedule. Um, we have a we have a fairly set process that we go through now and it's kind of got to that point that it is one of those things that just rolls out. I, I wouldn't say seamlessly, but it's pretty close, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Brian and I worked out over the October long weekend um, is when I do the timetable. <laughs> Like we just, thanks to memory, you know, like Facebook memories and stuff, we realised that we are often, you know, down at the beach over the October long weekend. Uh, It would also appear, thanks to Facebook memories, that the weather uh, is a bit shit at that time. So we're stuck in our little little house down at the beach and I just get, that's when I kind of get the the timetable done. And I said to him, um, when we were walking on the beach just after doing this year's, that it's the perfect place to do it because I don't have any of the noise, you know, like I don't have, it doesn't sound like the perfect place to do it. Maybe my brain surgeon friend would be like, no, switch off, have a break. But I was like, I was playing, you know, and, and, you know, all these different. But it's just, it's, you're focused on one thing. I think that's the thing is just giving your attention to it, walking away, walking reflecting, away. You come yeah. back, you go, and yeah, that's it there. And 
taken the dog down to the beach or something and then I'd come back and I'd look at it and be like oh that's not gonna work (laughs) you know (laughs) um yeah so we we did that or I did that it was the royal we I did that and then we go through the process of re-interviewing our teachers so that's not something Mm -hmm. I do that's something my principal does so she re-interviews our current teachers and it's a really um a couple of years ago we started sending them out like a survey basically saying you know what kind of things are you wanting to do next year same as this year different age groups genres number of hours you know just to help us kind of sort this out not make assumptions and then we we tweaked that a little bit maybe last year or the year before I don't know because like it's all a blur right um and we interview them so she meets with them and asks them a few kind of cultural questions that would appear in a a first-time interview just to kind of see how they're going and say, you know, have you had any times where you've had to deal with a difficult parent or, like, was there a challenge Mm -hmm. that you managed on your own and really make it a conversation. And so she gets that intel while I'm putting the timetable together and then creates a summary of that, of, of the staff we've got and kind of what's it's not it's not a request list from them because we certainly can't fulfill all of their requests and we have a different agenda you know like when we're looking mm-hmm. at it we have a different agenda to them where we are 100% fulfilling the business needs um yeah. first that's that's why we're here but we've we've really enjoyed that process so that's just kind of uh Kerry's just tying a bow on that at the moment and um yeah we'll be ready to kind of roll it all out um beautiful do you find um i've certainly found you know the more i've done it obviously you get more practiced at it too um but i did a bit of a a big change around um two years ago where i sort of combined a few levels and i just Mm. streamlined so it's more streamlined now the process through the school so i'm finding my timetable process a lot easier so it just yeah i think as you go along too you tweak things that then makes the timetabling process easier yeah have you found that yeah definitely and um yeah absolutely 100 percent agree with that and the other thing that i have found that i have stopped doing is making assumptions on behalf of my customers so mm-hmm. quite often I would tell myself stories about why, like almost create my own problems to solve. <laughs> um, be like, oh, no, I can't put that time there because of this or they won't come that late. And, look, some of that's valid. You know, I don't suggest putting five-year-old ballet at 7 p.m., okay? So, mm-hmm. Like there's common sense here as well. Mm-hmm. But some of the time, yeah, I really did create assumptions and so I think sometimes just trying to be as open-minded as possible and not too inflexible you know just be like no just try it just put it in and see what happens um I have also in the last couple of years come up with this and I mean you want to get your timetable right you don't want to experiment with it and that's what I was about to say is that I had this idea of experimentation and so if something's like you try something as an experiment and it doesn't work and you go, okay, well, that didn't work. And so I kind of feel like over the last 15 years, that's what 
the timetables have been. And maybe that's why I'm at a similar place to which you've described is like, this is getting easier just because we've done more experiments. Yes, so true. So true. And I, I feel like I'm not as caught up with thinking that I can't change things. Like, so yeah. I think I used oh. to have a more inflexible mindset around it. Because I, I would be like you, I would make up a story about, well, I'll upset the parents or yeah. they won't like it if I put it on this night or, you know, I'd tell myself all these stories and then, yeah, I would find that if I did bite the bullet and make the changes that, oh, guess what? Yeah. No one complained or, you know, if yeah, maybe sort it out. Mm. you know, people work it out. And generally mm. I find with our dance parents, like once they're inducted, like <laughs> <laughs> into the cults that we create, <laughs> um, you know, they kind of are pretty, most of our dance kids, like this is their first priority. So they'll kind of go, oh, well, different with preschoolers because, yes. you know, swimming or blah, 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 you know, they come and go. But once you've got that sort of cohort of kids that go through your school, I've just found and learned that the parents are pretty willing to mm. make it work because dance becomes their priority and they can see the, the gift that it is for their kids. So, mm. yeah, I've got more confident, I think, with my decision-making as well. Mm. Yeah. As the last um, I, I would agree with that to a point, I, I did find myself saying to Kerry, she wanted to swap a few things and I was like, got a bit defensive. I was like, no, it's perfect. I made it. Um, <laughs> but, but it is also really good to have someone question you about yes. things. So, yes. you know, that that's why she, she is good for me, as is Brian, right. as is Susie. Um, but, yes, I think for my clientele anyway, up until about, eight years old, if I can keep things pretty consistent for them, that mm. is better for the for them, therefore better for the business. After eight, I feel like some of the things, the extra things they are doing have dropped off and they're like a dance kid, you know. But yes. before, like my six-year-olds, they do ballet on Monday and they do That's swimming and tennis, yeah. you know, like I'm just one other thing. And if I change too much around, then I'm gone type thing. And yes. So, yeah, yeah I yeah. find, yeah, obviously preschoolers, but definitely that kind of five to eight range. I have not quite convinced them to be full members of my cult just yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> working, working on it. Well, actually, on. and on that point, I just wanted to reflect on this. You've just reminded me. That, I think, is one of the challenges for us going into next year is that cohort have not had any of the experiences that we would normally have that bind them to our studios so yes yeah so like the kids that have really Shit. stuck with us <laughs> i know right it's real and it's really noticeable and it's going to be a, a gap in the school we're going to have to work really hard on that cohort All to get them back in. Mm. yeah because and i've talked to my seniors about this um and our dance step kids that all of the things, all their memories, you know, we'd sort of giggle at, you know, we've gone back and looked at old videos together and, and had some giggles about particular <laughs> dances. And and through that reflection, we've reflected on the fact that th those younger kids in the school have not had, like we haven't been on a stage since December 2019. Oh. I'm not saying that to be like, well, with me, it's just the way it is. So we've missed, we haven't done any workshops, we haven't done yeah. our winter school, we haven't done. So all those things that are 
the the glue that bring mm. your students together. So that's uh, and also the, the is that we need to build that back up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Have those experiences again, like the glue, but also um, that continuity is almost your marketing um, because I today we just launched our summer dance camp, which mm. um, we have not done since January two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's right. Anyway, haven't yeah for two years. Um, yeah, and so there's actually a whole range of kids that haven't even heard about it like they don't even know this thing exists whereas before it was like oh you get to level five and you get to go to dance camp so Mm. we've got these levels yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and it's just like this thing you don't even have to like (laughs) sell it you just like (laughs) the links open guys boom boom booked right gone yeah. Um, yeah, but in in our leadership meeting, we were talking about it. And we're like, oh, hold on, they they don't even know. Like, and we were looking also like you. That's what made me think of this, the videos. And I was like, oh, they were babies. <laughs> <laughs> My seniors were babies back then. How yeah. like when was this? Two thousand and when? Um, yeah, um, right. yeah, yeah. So there is that is going to be. Maybe we can we can ruminate about that a bit more as we unfold these next podcast episodes. Yeah, definitely. Lovely definitely. to chat like this again. Oh, I do. It's so good. I do hope people find it as lovely as we do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, or, maybe not. Uh, I'll learn what a neuro, neuro, neurologist is. <laughs> neurologist? Is that <laughs> yes, today we have unpacked some really important things. One is I what a neurologist is called. Um, and that they also have white space and so should we. And community is probably a priority moving forward. So, look, actually that's quite good stuff. We sound quite smart. No, we do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miss Mel, it's so great. I adore you, Jane. Thank you for all you do. You've been such a support. I know know it's been difficult looking on from you know outside into what's happened in victoria and new south wales but honestly everyone appreciates what you do and the support you provide in the collective facebook group it's really really valuable and meaningful and you never come at it with you know sort of just glossing over anything i think everyone appreciates how genuine you are so yay for you oh thank you miss mel you do make me blush love just (laughs) love it and let's yes let's get back into this and um we mel and i are going to be chatting um basically around you know once a month so um if you would like to learn some more new new words then you should maybe we could have that as a segment new word of the month like i've learned in the last month i've learned that Ta-da. Yes, definitely. It's in. Yes. I'm locking it in. I've written it down okay. so it's in. Beautiful. So today's Done. episode has been brought to you by Neurology. <laughs> oh, there you go. I snorted. I didn't want to snort on an episode like our first episode back because I thought Aww. that would be too much. But there it is. I think it's good. <sighs> Start like you want to continue, I say. That's Thanks, Miss Mel. Thanks, Jane. 
Thanks for your company today. I hope you enjoyed sitting at the bar with Melanie and I, with your drink of choice, of course. If you're in the midst of planning your next season and would like to access my timetable template, head on over to my Facebook group, The Collective for Dance Studio Owners, and you can swipe a copy there. While you're visiting, register for my upcoming November workshop, Reimagine Your Vision. Renew your enthusiasm by reviewing and reviving your studio vision for a post-COVID world. It'll be a practical session. I'll be walking you through a series of coaching questions that I hope will leave you feeling renewed and optimistic in recreating and possibly redesigning the studio of your dreams. Thanks for joining me at The Bar. To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders, and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at The Bar. been listening to another Morgan Media production. 